We said to give Quentin Byfield more playing time, and he did, and we were rewarded for it. We're going to talk about Quentin Byfield and the Kings win over the New York Islanders coming up next on Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pato, host of your hopefully favorite Kings podcast, or you know, soon to be your favorite, or whatever, all about the Los Angeles Kings, uh, talking about what's going on with uh, your favorite hockey team and mine, the Los Angeles Kings, also the Ontario Reign, uh, all the time here on your favorite podcast app of choice. Thank you for making today's show your first listen of the day for joining us. My name is Sarah Avampato, host of this show, and as always, glad to be here with you as we talk all about the Kings. I've been covering this team since like 2016 or something, so seen a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And uh, today we got to see Quentin Byfield's first NHL goal. All those downs finally paid off. Well, they've paid off a while ago, but all of those downs have led us to this moment where Quentin Byfield finally put a puck in the back of the net for a thing that actually counted as an NHL goal. Last night, the Kings win over the New York Islanders, Three to two, they almost blew it in the end, but hey, it doesn't matter. Kings still win, and that's the important part. Uh, of course, we have to start the show by talking about Quentin Byfield. In our last show, uh, we took a look at how Quentin Byfield had been used so far, because in the just, you know, couple of NHL games he had under his belt so far, uh, it had been a little questionable how Todd McClellan had been throwing him out there. And, you know, so in, in some respect, I get it because you want to ease him in. You're not totally sure how he can contribute at this level yet uh, this season. We all, of course, saw him in a couple games last year. But, you know, just just trying to figure out uh, what exactly we have in him and maybe not wanting to throw him to the wolves. I get it. Uh, but the past two games of his uh, against the Rangers, against the Devils, uh, under 10 minutes of ice time, 8 minutes, 32 seconds against the Rangers, 9 minutes, 38 seconds against the Devils. You know, one shot in each of those didn't really appear much on the score sheet other than that. And, you know, the point that I wanted to make last time was that I get wanting to ease him in. I get wanting to be a little bit cautious with him. But if you looked at his underlying stats, his underlying stats were great. Uh, he was helping drive play. He was preventing chances against. Uh, just was doing everything but scoring. And so, you know, my suggestion last time to a Todd McClellan, who not, does not listen to this show, my suggestion last time was, like, let's let him out of the gates a little bit. Let's let's get Quentin Byfield a little bit more playing time because I don't know what exactly he's going to do with eight minutes of ice time. In this game uh, against... The Islanders, Quentin Byfield, had 14 minutes and 11 seconds of ice time. Actually played on the penalty kill for a little bit, about 49 seconds. So uh, actually that's all the longer that anyone uh, of the forward crop played on the penalty kill. So uh, got to spend a little bit of time there. Two shots on goal and, uh, of course, scored his first NHL goal in the first period of the game. Uh, you look up his, uh, his fancy stats. In this game, not necessarily so great. Uh, definitely... Saw a reversal of what we saw from him before uh, in terms of uh, Corsi. He actually had kind of the worst on the team, so that's, you know, not necessarily great. 
scoring chances, allowed more scoring chances when he was on the ice. I think he was a minus one in this game. So, like, the fancy stats, the actual analytics, weren't great for him. But he was still getting thrown out there throughout the game. Todd McClellan didn't bench him after he got scored on. Uh, He, you know, scored a goal of his own. And this is what you're going to see from a player who is 19 years old playing in his, I think, 10th NHL game. Uh, You're going to see ups. You're going to see downs. You're going to see plays where you're like, oh, wow, that was bad. But, like, I watch 30-whatever-year-old Andre Kopitar and see him make plays where I'm like, wow, that was bad. So, you know, I would say don't get too bent out of shape about the fact that the, the fancy stats might not necessarily look great in this game. The important part is the Quentin Byfield scored a goal. Um, the assists on that one went to Andreas Athanasiu and Dustin Brown, who he was playing on a line with. But really, this goal was largely created by Quentin Byfield, who picks up the puck uh, in the neutral zone, carries it in himself, and then just sort of lets it go uh, from in the circles and uh, beats uh, Semyon Varlamov. It was a great shot. It was exactly the kind of play that we are going to know and love him for. Uh, because he he uses his body in a great way. He uses his size to get around the defenders. Uh, It was just a really fun play overall. Like, it's not a highlight reel goal. It's not something that you watch and you're like, wow, this is miraculous. It's just a nice, solid play from a nice, solid player. So I'm hoping that, you know, last time he obviously scored that uh, shootout goal, and my hope was that that kind of opens things up for him, that he sort of gets the feel of the puck, uh, gets to feel that success and that things kind of go from there, that he starts scoring. Uh, and so far, one game in, uh, so far so good. So I'm hoping that this just is a trend that is going to keep up uh, with Quentin Byfield. But uh, liked what I saw from him, even though the uh, the fancy stats don't necessarily back up that he had a great game. Uh, I think that also he was playing with new line mates. I don't know that there's a whole big difference between uh, Andreas Athanasiu and... Uh, Carl Grundstrom, Athanasiu definitely has a little more uh, offensive flair and uh, maybe a little bit less defensiveness than Grundstrom does uh, as that kind of bottom six role player that he is. But, you know, it is what it is. The important part is the Kings won. Quentin Byfield got his first NHL goal, uh, the first of many uh, as he begins his career as an NHL player. So congrats to Quentin Byfield. Uh, forgetting the thing started with the Kings. And of course, Dustin Brown was the one to go and pull that puck out of the net to, to uh, keep it for Quentin Byfield. So uh, up next, we'll talk about some other things of note in this game, including, of course, Drew Doughty's 1,000th NHL game. Uh, so that is all coming up next on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. Before we get to that, though, let's talk snacks. So if you don't know what a built Bar is, well, I've got some news for you. Built Bars are delicious, and they are there for you for, like, whatever your New Year's resolution is. For me, my New Year's resolution was to, like, just enjoy myself. Eat things that I want to eat. Don't feel bad about it. Have fun. Eat something tasty. Maybe go, like, walk outside and touch some grass every so often. But, you know, just live my life. Well, Built Bars are there for you if you are making resolutions about getting fit, eating better, or just eating more tasty. You can make sure you're including Built Bars in your plans. Uh, They are covered in 100% chocolate. They are nice and delicious and full of flavor. Uh, They are also full of protein, not full of sugar or calories or carbs or anything like that. If you're looking 
for a burst of energy, if you're looking for a snack that isn't all filled with sugar, if you're looking for a snack that is filled with like, I don't know, real coconut and brownie bits, uh, I just ordered some of those, they're on their way to me, uh, you can go check out Built.com, see all the flavors available, uh, including the new limited time edition flavors that are always sneaking out there. So go check out Built.com all the time to see what is new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So this season, at least in terms of when the Kings have had new players debut, um, thinking about like, you know, Sean Dursey and when they called up Turcott and all that, uh, the Kings have had a habit of basically blowing those games. Uh, Dursey's debut game, they were terrible. Turcott's debut game, they were terrible. Uh, and so I was curious to see if that would hold over to uh, how the Kings performed in Drew Doughty's 1,000th NHL game. Because I was like, you don't want to blow this one. It's Drew Doughty. It's 1,000 games. It's a very significant milestone for any player. He's played them all with this franchise, um, which is fantastic. And I was like, please don't let the Kings blow this. Especially against the Islanders, who are honestly not that great this year. 15, 15, and 6 this year. Um, sixth in their division. Playoff hopes just dwindling. Missing guys because of COVID. Missing guys because of injuries. Just things not gelling right at all for the team. Uh, which, I'll be honest, I think I've mentioned on the show before. Uh, if you listened way back at the beginning of the season when I did some predictions, uh, they were my pick to come out of the East for the Stanley Cup Final. Um, also my, my pick for like a team to miss was going to be the Hurricanes because I looked at what they did in the off season and I was like, ah, I, I don't think they did enough. Well, right now they're first in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, so I guess, what do I know? In my defense, a lot of people had the same take as me. I'm not the only person out there who was like, yeah, the Islanders, they're finally going to do it this year. I'm going to stop underestimating them. Uh, it wasn't just me. Uh, but so the Islanders have really struggled this year. Nothing's really seeming to go right. Uh, and it seemed like the kind of game that the Kings would have blown because, of course, the Islanders would be looking uh, for something to, to spark a little momentum. Uh, they had won their previous game. And so you're like, all right, well, here we go. Uh, but no, the Kings actually performed fairly well uh, throughout this one. The last uh, two whatever minutes where they nearly blew it. Uh, well, well, we'll try to forget about that. Uh, they kind of took their foot off the gas. They were like, ah, we're winning 2-0. Uh, then they get the empty neck goal. Uh, you're like, ah, it's going to be fine. Uh, and so you could tell that they just weren't playing quite with the same intensity that they had played the rest of the game. Uh, and thank goodness for that empty neck goal, or else we would have ended up going to overtime. But, you know, they pulled out a win, and that's what we wanted to see. Uh, and... In case you're curious, uh, Drew Doughty's thousandth game, if you want to look at his uh, stat line for this one, uh, he played 24 minutes and 29 seconds, which honestly is uh, less than I would have expected from him. You know, you'd think it's his thousandth game, you're going to send him out here for like 30 minutes just for fun. Uh, but no, 24 minutes, 29 seconds, uh, one assist. Uh, he picked up the assist on Andreas Athanasiu's goal on the second Fancy stats-wise, uh, near the top of the pack in terms of Corsi, uh, near the top of the pack in terms of scoring chances uh, on the ice for 12 for the Kings, 8 against. So just, you know, overall a strong game from him. And he is a player who, uh, if you have listened to this show, if you've been a long-time listener, uh, you will know that I have 
not been shy about calling out games where Drew Doughty has been uh, underwhelming. I have not been shy in past seasons about wondering about his maturity level in terms of being a leader, if he really, really was going to be a leader on this team. But I will admit that he has really turned it around, uh, especially this season. Uh, He is in the right mindset. He is actually leading on the ice. I can't really think of too many games where I'm like, oh, that was a disaster from Drew. The games that have been kind of mediocre from him have been mediocre from everyone. So it's not like he is the one, uh, you know, making things go awry. Uh, He's just having a really good season. I know that for him, a lot of the game is mental. uh, And we've seen that kind of in the times where he gets frustrated and the times where he is maybe not the leader that he should be. Uh, it's, it's been hard for him to get motivated on a team that seemed like it was going nowhere. Uh, and he was one of the loudest voices on this team uh, in the offseason calling for Rob Blake to, uh, to do something, to add players to really invest in this team and show that uh, he in the front office believes in what the Kings can do. And Rob Blake rewarded the team and, uh, you know, went out, Seinfeld's no, went out and traded for Victor Arvidsson. Um, Even the the acquisition of Edler, Alex Edler, who, don't forget, he is out there, hurt, but, you know, he's out there. Uh, Even that acquisition to kind of help solidify the back end uh, of the the defense to provide a a different option for depth, for kind of the stay-at-home guy, uh, mentorship for the younger players, all of those things were the front office listening to their players and saying, all right, let's do this. Let's invest in you guys. I think that, you know, Drew has rewarded that faith in him and in the team by turning in a really solid season so far. So I think that while it feels like, you know, maybe the thousandth game for Dowdy should have been like a quintessential Drew Dowdy game where he plays like 30 minutes in overtime and is just like a monster on the ice. I feel like this game was a pretty good representation of who he is today. Uh, So glad to see him get that milestone. I can't wait to see them uh, celebrate it on home ice. Uh, I'm sure it'll be kind of that traditional ceremony once the Kings return back to, I can't believe it's not Staples Center, uh, and you'll get to honor Drew Doughty there uh, at home. But a good game from him in his thousandth game. Great to see uh, the Kings pick up the win for him uh, because if anyone deserves it, uh, it is certainly him. Uh, He has been through just a whole lot uh, with this team and uh, excited to see him hit that milestone. A couple of notes on the milestone for him. He is the 359th player in NHL history to reach that milestone. uh, The fifth player to play his 1,000 games in a Kings jersey. Uh, That makes the Kings the first non-original six franchise to have five or more players play in 1,000 games for that franchise. So, Again, quite an honor for him, you know, looking at him as a player, as a leader on the team, against all odds, uh, as someone who has been incredibly durable throughout his career, uh, has been there for basically everything this team has has, uh, experienced. Uh, Just really glad for him to get to uh, hit that milestone, hit it with the Kings, and get it in a win. Uh, We'll close up with a couple more odds and ends uh, right after this, but before we do that, Let's talk betonline.ag because all because football is uh, almost done. We're rolling into the big final event of the year. So there's less football being played, but 
BetOnline has way more stuff for you to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with a new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On to get started at BetOnline.ag. And of course, it is not just football. BetOnline has basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Their coverage is the best in the business. From sports right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. That's BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on. BetOnline, where the game starts. So Drew Doughty isn't the only player in the Kings organization to reach a significant milestone on Thursday night. Brett Sutter has played 1,000 games at the professional level. Uh, of course, that's not 1,000 games in the NHL, but it is 1,000 games spread throughout uh, his professional career, which uh, stretches back all the way to 2007-2008 uh, when he made his debut uh, in the AHL with the Quad City Flames. Uh, so 1,000 professional games for Brett Sutter. Uh, he's got 939, well, 940 uh, right now, including this game that he's playing in as I'm recording this, 940 in the AHL, 60 in the NHL. Uh, he has been all around the map uh, with the Flames organization, the Hurricanes organization, uh, a season with the Wild for some reason, uh, and then he has been with the Ontario Reign since the 2015-16 season, uh, served as the captain since 2017-18, uh, well-respected as a leader, uh, as a teammate with that team. Uh, and right now he actually just picked up an assist uh, in his 1,000th professional game uh, assist for Brett Sutter. So congratulations to the Ontario Reign captain uh, for hitting that milestone. Uh, you know, I, I think that you know, obviously the NHL is like the peak and whatever, but 1,000 games primarily in the AHL um, is, A, kind of unheard of these days. Uh, it's just not the way it is anymore. But, you know, as someone who has watched and covered the AHL, it's certainly not, it's a much more physical league. It's a much more... Um, you know, I feel like injuries are probably more likely to happen. You're, you're grinding it out so much more. Uh, the pay is less. The accommodations are worse. You're on a bus all the time. It's just hard to tough it out, you know, in that league. Uh, and so to see him uh, persevere and, and stick around on this team, uh, especially through all these years of transition as the Kings are bringing on younger players and uh, really kind of integrating the future of the franchise, uh, just really great to see him still sticking around here. You know, I, I feel like some people had kind of wondered, is he going to stay once his dad was, you know, fired from coaching the Kings? Uh, but no, he has stuck around and uh, continues to be just really uh, a really strong player uh, in terms of character and leadership and, and everything for the rain. Uh, the rain, as I'm recording this right now, there's only a couple minutes left in the game, so I think that it's safe to say uh, they're going to win over the San Jose Barracuda. Currently, they've got seven goals on the evening. Um, again, this isn't the final score, but uh, it's close enough. They've got 
uh, 27 shots. They're actually being outshot by the Barracuda, 34 to 27. Uh, but listen, unless there's a miracle happening, I don't think the uh, Barracuda are getting six goals in the next one minute and 48 seconds as I record this. Uh, goals in this game, Helga Granz, Samuel Figimo, Austin Wagner, TJ Tynan, Martin Furk, Gabe Velarde had two of them. Matt Vilalta has been great uh, ever since returning from uh, some type of injury. Uh, no one ever really specified, but he missed uh, some time. Uh, but he has been great in this game and a uh, really strong performance from the rain. Uh, that is, this game is going to have a big impact on the rain in terms of standings. Uh, they're going to get bumped up to first place, I believe, once this win uh, goes through. In case you're not too in tune with the AHL and the way standings are done, uh, generally when you're looking at standings in the league, you want to look at points percentage uh, rather than total points. Uh, that's largely because right now, this season, it's going to be changing in the future, but this season, uh, every team in the league doesn't play the same amount of games. Uh, and just sort of in general, it's usually a little more helpful to look at points percentage. I'd say the same thing for the NHL as well, uh, but the AHL especially kind of has oftentimes a lot more differences in terms of games played uh, between teams than the NHL does. Uh, but usually it's a little more helpful to look at uh, points percentage because it gives you a little better of an idea of the picture of games actually being won. Uh, you know, if a team is up in points, but it's just because they played more games than the, all the other teams behind them, uh, you know, it might not tell you the whole picture. I'm just saying uh, of who they are. Uh, but with this win over the San Jose Barracuda, again, a 7-1 to one win, uh, that is going to put the rain up on top in the Pacific Division. Uh, going to give them a .742 points percentage, uh, which bumps them up over the Stockton Heat, who they've been sort of battling uh, back and forth all season. Uh, Stockton's at .735. Uh, there's no one close uh, after them. Colorado's down there at .614. Uh, so, you know, obviously, you don't want to put any eggs ahead of horses or, you know, whatever. Uh, but I think it's safe to say that, uh, at least from Ontario rain, we can start planning, uh, playoffs thoughts, but, uh, they have been doing really well. Uh, both of these games against, uh, against, uh, San Jose were really entertaining. Uh, got to see some really great goals from our young guys. They are setting themselves up very nicely to, uh, to get some postseason action in with Ontario uh, as always, I'll encourage you, go check out an Ontario Rain game. It's a fun time. Uh, it's a great atmosphere. Uh, I was just out there a couple weeks ago and loved getting to walk around the concourse and see all the fans uh, in the intermission and everything. So I would encourage you, go out checking out an Ontario Rain game, especially because they're really good this year. Uh, if you would like to go check out a Rain game uh, and you don't know uh, when your options are, well, guess what? You have got some games coming up pretty soon. Uh, for the rain. Uh, they are actually, uh, their next game at home is going to be Monday the 31st. Uh, they're playing San Jose again, so uh, you're going to likely see a win there too because they have dominated them pretty much so far. Uh, only one home game in February against San Jose, so uh, if you want to see the, uh, the rain, uh, you should get on that because uh, it's going to be, uh, they're just, just really fun. Uh, so, Congrats to the rain for jumping up to the top of the Pacific Division in the AHL. 
uh, throwing it back to the NHL for standings just for funsies. Uh, the Kings are maintaining their uh, number three slot just behind the Ducks. Uh, they're four points ahead of the Calgary Flames right now. If you sort things by points percentage, uh, Kings are actually still in third. Uh, the Flames actually jump up ahead of them because they've uh, you know, they have less points, but they have played more games, or they've played fewer games. Uh, but, you know, Kings still in a playoff picture no matter which way you shake it at this point, uh, which, like, I'm getting a little nervous, honestly, because that's that's unexpected. Even though it was my hot take, uh, it still feels very, very unexpected. Uh, so, so the uh, Western Conference standings right now, Central is Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis, uh, Pacific, Vegas, Anaheim, Los Angeles, legitimately, I, I hope someone bet on that because no one ever would have said that this is what would have been the playoff picture at any point uh, in the season. Your wild card spots right now belong to Minnesota and Calgary. There hasn't really been much uh, shakeup there uh, in, in quite some time. Calgary, Dallas, and San Jose all sitting at the same number of points. Uh, Calgary, again, because they've played fewer games, uh, they have the upper hand. Uh, but uh, the, the standings haven't really changed from those teams in a little while. So that, that wild card spot is going to be a race to the finish. It feels like, uh, we've just got to hope the Kings, uh, continue playing like this. And if we've got Quentin Byfield and he keeps scoring, uh, like he did in that game against the Islanders, uh, well, things are looking pretty good. Uh, the Kings are of course in action on Saturday against the Flyers. Uh, so stay tuned for that game. The Flyers, uh, Things are not looking good for them at all right now. They're at the bottom of the Metropolitan Division. Uh, not just are they at the bottom of the division, uh, but they have now lost 13 in a row. Uh, I believe I saw that that is a franchise record, uh, which is sad, uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, that game for the Kings is a matinee game. Uh, at this point, I, I mean, I'm always hoping for a Kings win, but I, no one wants to be the team that allowed a win that broke a franchise losing streak. Like, no, we don't want to be that team. Uh, so hoping for a Kings win there. So they play two times this weekend. They play uh, the Flyers on Saturday. They play the Penguins on Sunday. Uh, so we'll check in on those games over the weekend to keep you up to date on what is going on with the Kings. So that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the show. As always, so glad that you uh, chose to spend some time with me uh, talking about the Kings on this very podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, we're also kind of sort of on YouTube. So if that is how you prefer to get your podcasts, just search Locked on Los Angeles Kings on the YouTubes and uh, you can go uh, subscribe to us there as well. Subscribe to us there anyway. Uh, even if you don't want to, you know, do the YouTubes, go give us a subscription. Uh, and of course, make sure you come back for more Kings news all the time here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.